0: An amateur public speaker will continue doing what they're doing, even when all signs point to SOS. Let me let you in on a little secret. You're going to need a pattern disrupt. Sometimes the audience just disengages. For a number of reasons, some of which are beyond our control, some of which are within our control. Now, a seasoned public speaker will be able to read the audience by making eye contact with them, by looking at their body language and sensing the energy levels in the room, and be able to recalibrate their style, their delivery, and sometimes even their message. That's right. That is why we don't stick to our script we have a framework, we have an outline, a skeleton framework in our mind, and we're able to deviate from it when we need to, such as when your audience disengages. Now, a not-so-seasoned public speaker, an amateur public speaker, will see what's going on in the room, but not even do anything about it. So I'm going to give you four strategies today that are going to help you recalibrate your communication and your style and your delivery so that you can re-engage your audience when your audience is blasé. Today I'm giving you four strategies that will help you when you see that your audience has lost focus and disengaged. And what's great is that these are easily implementable strategies so that you can use them in your office space, in a meeting room, on stage, in any type of speech event. So that's what's really cool about this because Whenever we communicate with people, we have an audience, be it one person, a thousand people, whatever it is. Bottom line, we got to shake things up when we see boredom on their faces, when there is that SOS signal. You know what I'm talking about, right? The first thing to do is to ask a question to the audience. Now, this would be great if it's something that is a little bit startling, a little bit jarring, so that They wake up and they're like, whoa, what was just what just happened? And it's really important that it relates to the topic. So if it doesn't relate, then you have to find a creative way of linking the question that you asked or the statement that you made, if it's a statement, which sometimes it is, to the overall main message. It could also be a series of rhetorical questions that remain unanswered, but you just put them out there. Or you can actually field questions from the audience. You might say something like, imagine something, something, something. What if, da-da-da-da-da, what would you do? What if I asked you about, da 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 Why is it that? So you're posing these questions to the audience and you can actually field questions from them as well and get their responses. That way they're interacting. Right. So this is a pattern disrupt because you're not just talking, talking, talking at the audience. You're talking with the audience. Another part of this ask the audience a question is that you can also call out audience members individually by name. If you are in a setting such as a meeting, such as having a small group interaction with your teammates, a situation where, you know, the people in the audience by a first name basis then it's not a bad idea to call out people in the room. Of course, you do it in a nice way, right? So it might be something like, Jim and I were chatting the other day and something, something. Or Sandra, you made a really interesting, insightful point earlier this day. Do you mind sharing that with the group? Something like that, where you're putting somebody else on the spot and suddenly the audience is like, oh, okay, I wonder if they're gonna call on me Are they gonna call my name out. So that also re-engages them and they are alerted to something more than just the droning on and on. right? But this calling out really only is effective, I would argue, when you have that camaraderie and you actually know the people in the audience and you're on a first-name basis with them. This would be a bit contrived and a bit strange if you were to do it to a brand new audience that you had never met before. Um, then it would just kind of seem a little bit presumptuous, but I'm sure there's ways of doing it too, where your authentic self comes out and you do it in a polite and kind and thoughtful way. But I would personally stick to a situation where you actually know the people in the, in the room. Another pattern disrupt Number two, startle the audience with sound. A lot of times people phase out and they're off to la land when you just drone on and on. And it's this monotonous Quite boring, frankly, this kind of thing, right? And, and, and it happens, but we want to change that. So what do we do? We vary our pitch. So our volume, right? We'll go up in certain places and fall in certain places. And that shakes things up. The other thing you can do is alternate the speed at which you speak. Speed up, right? Say something really, really quickly. And then maybe not that fast, but Alter your pacing because that will shock the audience and they're going to want to say, well, what's, what's going on here? <laughs> and that's, that's a good thing. The other thing you can do is make an interjection. So exclaim and then pause. That pause can be super powerful. The audience will pay attention to it because suddenly it's this do, 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 do. If you were monotonous and all of a sudden there's. Silence. And that is powerful. So by putting a gap there, they actually are awakening and they're calling attention to that silence. It'll wake them up, in other words. So the point is you want to break the monotony. You want to be creatively using your voice. Make sure that you are adding in some different tones and pitches and also the speed at which you share a message. These are all really great ways of pattern disrupt. The third thing is to get them moving. Get them to do something a little bit more interactive than just sitting there. So this can be something where you actually have them physically get up and move around. You might ask them to mingle with the other people in the room. This can be particularly of interest to somebody who is introducing the group to each other. So a scenario might be a first day of a course, uh, a classroom, a new class, first day or second day. It could be a new department meeting and the team members are all meeting for the first time or are starting to get to know each other better. So you give them an opportunity to interact. You can also task them with something. Now, it can be something as simple as, please consider this point or ruminate over this question that we just posed or what do you think about XYZ case study? Something that they can ponder and share and discuss with the person or people sitting next to them. So you have them do something. So either you have them get up and move around, shake it all off, or you ask them a question that they can then discuss with the people close to them. Now the last one is really only appropriate in a smaller group setting. I would not advise you to use this if you are giving a TED talk or a talk of a similar caliber and you'll see why. So this one is about taking a break, excusing yourself. You don't have to explain, just excuse yourself. And that is completely fine. It's totally normal. Look, we're all human. And the reality is that we have our off days. So some days you'll just not be on your game. And that is not expected of you. Even the superhumans like LeBron James and Oprah and JLo and Tony Robbins, they all have their off days as well. So it's okay to say, all right, we're going to take five, but be mindful of, you know, their time as well. So if it's something where you actually really do need to call it at that, then do so if appropriate. Again, it's your call and that's okay, right? The ball is in your court. But the thing is, is that it's better if it's a small group, such as a meeting or a small group situation. It's not a TED talk we're talking here. <laughs> Can you imagine you just said to the audience, all right, everyone, we're going to take 10. Uh, I'll be right back. This is intermission that would not really bode so well. But small settings, okay. You know, don't be hard on yourself. These things happen. Again, it's not always you, but these strategies will help you recalibrate your communication, style, delivery, and message so that, you know, if it is within your control, and a lot of times it is, ex it really is, then what you can do is, you know, try those four strategies out and see how it works for you. And I would always recommend trying it out first, and then making your your own. So appropriating it, tweaking it as you see fit, because every situation, every audience calls for a little bit of a different take, right? So we have to tweak it. But try out these strategies and let me know how it goes in the comments below. I always love hearing from you. Thank you for choosing to spend time with me today. I always love seeing you here and be sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already so that you can learn how to communicate with confidence, authenticity, and poise. I will see you in my next video right here on Exploring Communication Coaching. Until next time, happy exploring.